So, today we're going to talk about, let's see, evidence. We're going to talk about some evidence and how evidence plays a key part in getting customers and what I mean by evidence. So let's hop in. Welcome to Teen Turf Talk, where we empower teenagers to turn their lawn care skills into successful businesses. I'm your host and lawn care enthusiast, Hunter Warren, and whether you're a budding entrepreneur or simply want to make some extra cash, we've got you covered. So let's get ready to mow down the competition and rake in the profits. If you're ready to join in, then let's dive in and grow together. All right, guys, so evidence in the sense that I'm using it is what your grass looks like. It's super important, especially as teenagers, you don't have a lot of evidence for why you can cut grass if you can maintain a lawn. So having your yard kind of to practice on, I guess, leaves a lot of questions answered rather than unanswered. There's a lot of people that want, you know, they want some evidence that you've cut grass before and saying, you know, I cut grass one time is probably not going to be good enough. So I think it's super important that your grass looks good. I'm not saying it needs to look like a golf course. However, that might help. It's definitely helped for me. I started cutting my lawn super short, rotary mower the last few years and then we went to a real mower this year and it's really helped I guess for me to feel confident in you know cutting somebody else's yard and knowing what I'm talking about uh, which has definitely helped and it's also given other people something to look at and say oh wow you know if he can do that to his yard I wonder what he can do to my yard but just keep that in mind and make sure your yard doesn't look horrible I mean that that's basically the premise of this I think what is it clean your own kitchen first kind of thing clean your own bedroom first I don't know it's something like that but if you if your yard has a bunch of weeds and it's a foot high you probably don't have the expertise to maintain somebody else's yard and cut somebody else's grass and I know personally if I saw somebody whose yard looked like not what I want my yard to look like I would not I would not think of paying them to keep my yard at something at a level that they can't keep their own yard I think there's some part of accountability there to be able to keep your own yard uh, looking good what else do I have to talk about oh we, well, we can talk about last couple of weeks I've gotten a lot of new customers which is interesting. Normally, like spring rush, you know, like March, April, when the grass is starting to grow is when you get the most customers. But I've actually gotten a lot of customers as the grass is starting to go dormant here. I think I had one that just wants it mown once. So I, I guess it's not really a customer. But then I've got two others that I got. I had one guy come up to me yesterday. I was mow in the middle of mowing a lawn. And he waved me down. He's like, hey, can you, can you mow my lawn? It's the one, you know, right over there. I'm like, I mean, price for everything, man. So gave him a price and he was like, yep, sounds good. And I always, I always question when people answer really quick on quotes. Cause you know, I, I told him the price, I think it was $50. And I mean, he was yes, like that, right? 
And I'm like, maybe I should have gone 55. And that brings me to my second topic of what do you do when you misquote a yard? I think this is determinant on how bad you misquote it. Like for in that case, you know, I, I told him 50 and that was actually like a, a fair price. It's not that big, that big a yard. And I might, I have other customers right down the street that are only 45. So I wouldn't even say I misquoted it, but it's finding there's other yards. There's other yards that I had early on a couple years ago, you know, when I was just starting out, I had gotten them. My prices were a lot lower and now my prices have bumped up and, you know, I'm cutting $45 for this tiny yard and I have $45 for this big yard. Makes a lot more sense to cut $45 for the small yard. So uh, raising your prices is probably the best way to solve a wrong quote. And part of that, you might have to eat it for a year. And then the next spring you say, hey, my prices have gone up. Uh, you can blame it on inflation or whatever. I don't know. My prices have gone up due to inflation. And, you know, I'm looking to save for college or blah, blah, blah. I, just find some reason. And I think I'm going to... You have to be kind of selective in that if you raise the prices too much, obviously they'll they'll leave. They'll go find somebody else to cut the grass. But I think if you're de deserving of a high quality uh, pay uh, through a high quality cut, right? If you're cutting the grass and it looks great and it looks way better than all the competition, because I'll say I'm not the only um, the only teenager in the neighborhood, but the other teenagers, it just doesn't like have that pizzazz, you know, pizzazz. I'm going to get some laughs in that one. I hope anybody laughed there. Yeah, you laughed. <laughs> um, some pizzazz and by meaning that there's no, not, not the um, high level of cut quality. You know, that may, may or may not have stripes. Um, it may look bad. And I think you got to make the grass look good. That, that's your best marketing, right? Your best marketing is the grass. Dog's going off on somebody. So you have to make that grass look good. And I think through making that grass look good, you can absolutely charge really like way higher than you think prices. And if you, you know, mess something up on that quote, one, you should have enough margin in your other yards to cover it. And two, you should be able to raise your price. And sometimes, depending on the customer, you gotta kind of feel this one out. But sometimes after that first cut, you'd be like, hey, I, I quoted you wrong. You know, it took me X amount of time instead of Y amount of time. And I'm gonna need to bump your price up to X. Um, and a lot of times they'll be pretty friendly with that. Uh, just you got to be careful because there's always that one person out there that's like, well, you told me this price and blah, 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 blah. And you got to watch out for those people. And sometimes maybe you just don't mow for those people. If you have enough customers, why would you mow for somebody like that? Like I want to mow for nice people who appreciate my work. If I'm mowing and making somebody's yard look great and they don't care, what, what, what am I doing here? Right? 
So I, I have dropped a few customers. This is way off script here, but I, I think y'all get the point about quoting. If you misquote, just fix it either then or eat it for a while and then raise your prices. But going off script here, I forgot totally what I was going to say through that sneeze. That is crazy. So for to get that high quality cut, that separated level, if you will, of cuts, I it's not so much is the grass cut, because that's kind of down here, base level. But above that, I think you can stack priorities. So you got is the grass cut, weed eating and edging, blowing is kind of right there with those, I guess. And then you start getting into details, tucking pine straw, flower beds, stripes, all those are kind of in that same category of how you can separate yourself. If you have the best flower beds in the neighborhood, maybe they stick out. Maybe, maybe that's something people notice. If you have the best stripes in the neighborhood, in the area, maybe that's something people notice. But you got to have something. If you don't have anything, what I mean, you the only chance you have is with your price, right? And that's how I'm going to tie it back in. If you don't have something to separate your mow from anybody else's mow, why would a customer pay $50 to you and not pay $40 to them and get the exact same thing, right? And there's a jump in there that, and you gotta, if you can hit that jump, oh my goodness, it, it's a world of difference. Cause there's like the, the 40 to $45 cuts, right? And that's pretty much any cut. They just want the grass mown. And then you get the jump to the grass looks great. And at that point you can charge a lot more, like easily 10 to $15 more per mile just because the grass looks good. Part of that, part of making the grass look good is knowing what to do with, with the grass. If you don't know how the grass works, if you don't know what the best practices are for that grass, it's gonna to be tough to make it look good. For example, if you're cutting Bermuda, which likes to be cut short at a fescue height, which a lot of lawn care companies do, it's very tough to make that grass look good for a long time. You make it look good for a couple weeks, but it's very tough to make it look good for a long time. So knowing Bermuda has to be cut under two inches, right? And some people don't like that, but again, you maybe you quote them more. Maybe you say, hey, I only cut under two inches. And once you get to a certain point, you can be a little bit more selective with those customers and how you're quoting them, how you're uh, interacting with them. If you, for example, I had a customer, he had two huge dogs and his backyard just every time, dog toys all over the place, dog poop. And I mean, I just, it smelled horrible, like really bad. And I just, I, I didn't contact him in the, in the spring. I was like, Hey, I'm, I, I think he contacted me a couple weeks ago asking if he could get on schedule. Obviously I'm booked out at this point. I'm booked out like two weeks currently. And uh, I already knew, you know, he has two huge dogs, so I didn't really want to cut it. So I just told him, Hey, I'm, I'm booked out for the season. 
And when you get to that point of, I don't want to say turning them away, because that kind of makes me sound stuck up. Like, oh, I don't want the money and just turn away. Because that's not really it. It's, it's more of a, is it worth it kind of game. I could drop everything, mow all day, every day, and be making more money, but is it worth it? Probably not. So you just gotta kind of weigh those, weigh those variables. And I think that's about it. So evidence, gotta have your grass looking good or have some evidence that you know how to maintain a lawn in order for other people to trust you and uh, for you to get their lawns. Two, you have to make up for misquotes. You have to, you know, fix that at at some point. Um, depending on, yeah, that's we gave some options in there on how to do that. And three, you have to level up your mow, make it better than everybody else's, so that you can charge those higher prices, make them more money. And that's really what we're here for, making more money. Grass money, that's the goal. So if you found this helpful, if I've helped you, please share. And we thank you for watching. I hope y'all can, uh, can get something from this and apply it to your lawn care business or side hustle or whatever you're doing, whatever you're watching. You know, there's a lot of lessons here, I guess that could be applied somewhere else. Thanks again for watching and uh, hope to see you around. Thanks for listening. Please follow to keep up with all the latest episodes and make sure to share to help your friends start their lawn care businesses. I'll see you next week and don't forget to hit that follow button and embrace the work. Show the world you have what it takes to make grass money.